All right, everyone, we're ready for another YFE chat live tonight. The topic is on business planning. And if you're like me, a business plan isn't exactly on your priority list. However, you are all about planning. You have every single day in August set aside. You know what you're going to do. You have lists. You have to-do lists. You have priority lists. You have action item lists. You have grocery lists. Yet the business plan is just something you're like, I don't even know how to start that. So tonight we're answering all of your business planning questions, so make sure that you stay tuned through the entire 30 minutes and use the hashtag YFEChat. This is Jennifer Dono. I'm the host of Young Female Entrepreneurs, the weekly live show that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern here at YFELive.com. Tonight's episode is episode 73. It's all about the top five business planning myths with Jessica Oman, and we're going to introduce her shortly. In the meantime, we want to make sure that we thank our sponsors. Our sponsors are, of course, Ovalight TV. Ovalight TV hosts and produces live video events like this one, built to meet your objective. Visit Ovalight.tv to request a free 30-minute consultation today to find out more about going live with your brand. And by MailChimp. MailChimp is the best way to design, send, and share email newsletters. You can get started today at MailChimp.com for free. And I'm actually really sad because I... um. I brought specifically tonight. So Mailchimp, their mascot is a little monkey guy. You know, my mom, she's a, a vlogger too, and she uh, she uses Mailchimp. And when she sends emails out, she tells me I sent a I sent a monkey mail out. <laughs> It's the funniest thing. But anyway, so they have this little uh, monkey mascot, and I got one in the mail the other day. And his name is Freddie. And I opened it up, and my son, who it just turned three, he took it away from me instantly. He was like, "Oh, mommy, I love it. Thank you so much." It's funny. It has like a little heart on his on his booty on the back. It's hilarious. So anyway, I'm really sad. I was gonna put it on the shelf, but uh, got a little distracted there. But anyway, so thank you to Mailchimp. Uh, so a couple things that are happening before we bring Jessica on. We were trying to fix her internet. Um, we had an awesome test this morning. You guys probably saw here. On Instagram, if you follow us at, at YF Entrepreneur, she's fantastic. Very excited to hear from her. And so she's just working on it a little bit. Um, our book club, we took the week off to try and catch up. The Personal MBA is a thick book. It's a, it's a dense book. It's got a lot of information in there. It's fantastic. If you haven't started reading it yet, make sure that you join us. Let me put the, the URL to our book club here. We've got two amazing hosts, Stacia, Stacia Liu and um, Rachel Chiaveras. Gosh, Rachel, I apologize if I'm butchering your name. We need to talk over the phone so I know how to pronounce that. Um, but sign up and answer questions, start the discussion. I mean, business planning and the personal MBA, those go hand in hand, I think. So good conversation to have tonight. And then, of course, action calendar. Um, when we're talking about planning, I've got literally every day planned in August this month for us. 
So if you tag um, your tweets and Instagrams when you do things with YFE chat, I have some images up here. If you go to youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com forward slash action, that's where the calendar is. Or even if you go to youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com period today, you can go ahead and download uh, the, the, the image, download the PDF. We also have easy ways to add it to your calendar. If you're a Google Calendar person, if you're an iCalendar person, whatever it is, made it as easy as possible for you to get involved. I'm really excited because I love little things like this to do. Um, and it'll just be fun to see what all of you guys do too. So, um, the last thing I want to mention is that next Wednesday we've got PR Sarah Evans on. Um, if you guys follow her for YFE Vegas Tech, Jacqueline Jensen is going to be interviewing her. Jacqueline Jensen is the COO of TicketCake.com, who we do a lot of our event re uh, registration with. If any of you miss a live webcast, um, I get people emailing me all the time asking me about our webinars. This is not a webinar. It's supposed to be like an entertaining show slash informational slash networking event. <coughs> so, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at YF Entrepreneur. And if you're watching live, there's actually a really easy little ticker right down there probably. Am I pointing to the right direction or is it right down there? Um, so anyway, it's right down one of those and just hit subscribe or you can subscribe on iTunes if you just do a search for Young Female Entrepreneurs. We put the replays up of all of our live webcasts the next day. So um, with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about tonight's show. Our guest is, like I was saying, um, all about uh, business planning. Her company is called Right Ahead, which I think is really cool in of itself. Jessica Omen, hopefully I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, but Jessica, she ha if you haven't written a business plan yet, Jessica Omen and her company Right Ahead will help you. She's a business plan writer, consultant, and trainer for entrepreneurs everywhere. Her free checklist for business launch and growth will help your company get from idea to open in record time. And if you're watching live, we have the link over, again, pardon my poor airplane um, motions, but it's somewhere on the side wherever you're watching. Uh, so Jessica, hopefully we've got the internet good. Can you hear me now? I can hear you just fine. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jessica. So before we get started into our top five myths of business planning, we've got a lot of women on the chat that are just like me. Okay, so backstory on me. I started in entrepreneurship in 2007. Um, right out of college and my parents and I they already had kind of the business plan written and we literally just coasted on that for f like five years and we're in the process of transition so I was like this is perfect for us and now I don't even know what like the trendy thing for business planning is anymore at that point it was like full-on book of business plan and then I remember it was like one pager whatever so anyway Jessica, what's your background as far as how did you get to this point? Why, you know, why are you writing business plans for people consulting on this? <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, we don't hear the word trendy and business plan in the same sentence very often. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I got into the business really because I recognized um, a need out there. There are a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, the entrepreneurial spirit is really growing in Canada and the U.S. And uh, but oh, We should really mention sure. you're in Canada. Maybe that's yeah. why... Maybe that's why your internet's not so good right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, we're not that far apart. I think you're just a few. Uh, yeah, few we're not like a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I am up in Canada, but uh, a large portion of, and a growing portion of our clientele are in the United States. Um, it's a very entrepreneurial society from coast to coast, and uh, we're really interested in expanding our business there. Um, but I got into it just because I noticed there were there were so many people who had really exciting and cool ideas about starting a business, but um, they just didn't know where to start. They didn't have a business background, and um, they weren't great writers. And as we all know, because many of us are starting online and service businesses now, content is king. But if you're not a great writer, it's really hard to produce that content. And that goes right into the business planning process. So if you can't write a really strong plan and make a good argument for the success of your company, you're not going to get too many people on board. So that was kind of the inspiration to go forward with the company. And um, and that's now what we help people with. Now, Jessica, I like... I like that you, I mean, you are, like you were saying, it's all about the content and making sure that you're you're advocating basically for the business and the business owner within this plan. But on the flip side, you have a business partner um, or an associate that is on the financing side. So how does that work within your firm? Yeah, well, my strength is really on the writing side and the strategic side. And I work with an associate named Celeste. Her and I did our MBAs together about four years ago. And um, she's really strong in the finance area. So, of course, a crucial part of a business plan and a place where most people get stuck is on making the financial projections. So that's really oh Celeste's gosh, strength. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what she helps our clients with. So let's jump straight into the top five business planning myths because I feel like a lot of people that are on chat will have questions and I want to make sure that everyone knows that's watching right now. Uh, We have our call-in line open. So, I mean, how often do we get to talk to people like Jessica? So make sure that you call in with your questions or you tweet Stacy at the Stacy Harris is on at YF Entrepreneur right now. Um, at the Stacey Harris actually toast to her. She just launched her first program today. So we'll have to mention it at the end. Um, So very big night for her. Make sure that you guys tweet her a congratulations. Um, But tweet in your questions. Call in. Our call in line is right at the bottom here. Gosh, there. There, one eight seven seven four one five four yfe or um, of course chat them in. But so let's get started. The f- the top five business planning myths. The first one you said is um, business plans are only for new companies, and this is one that I'm like, okay, I can I can I've said this before. <laughs> so why is this a myth? Well, it's a myth because a a company that's growing is going to undergo really large transitions over its life. So if we think of a business like a life cycle, we have sort of that burgeoning sort of baby stage, and then we have a growth phase, then we have a maturity phase, and then maybe eventually there's an exit. But each part, each stage of that business is a big transition, and often it's a financial transition. It's something that needs to be planned for in order to get the best returns out of it. So a lot of people say, well, you know, my business has been operating for a while and I'm doing fine, I'm profiting, what's the problem? I don't really need a business plan. Well, what's gonna happen when you all of a sudden need capital to open a new location, or you need a really big piece of equipment, or you're entering a new market segment or creating a new product. These are all really, really big events, and they're things that if you don't plan well for them, they run the risk of falling flat. So no matter what stage of business you're in, it's really important to get that plan going and make sure that you have the end in mind, and the business plan is the tool that can help you get there. I like that, but okay, so I make sure that I highlight that. It's, it's you starting or going through business with the end in mind. So the yeah. idea would be in um, creating that business plan for if 
if you were to be acquired or if you were to, um, what other scenarios are the, the end that you might have in mind? Well, the, one of the most common ones that we see with our clients is um, is a financial transition. So they need capital in order to get into the next growth phase of their business. That could be, like I said, opening a new location, hiring more staff, um, you know, introducing a new product to the market, uh, or completely switching gears and going towards a whole new segment of people, of customers. Um, and you often need money to uh, to make those transition happen. And if you're going for a bank loan, especially, they will expect to see a business plan. It's a given. Um, so you really need to have one. Okay, so that leads us into the second myth, which is business plans are obsolete. No one reads them. Yeah. So, and that's funny, I have a follow-up question to that, but I think going off of what you said, you know, right before we mentioned the second myth was that if you go for a bank loan, bankers are going to want to see this. So how does that play into it with, you know, our idea that these are obsolete, people just want to hear that, you know, 140 character pitch? Yeah, well, you're you're hearing that a lot, especially with the, the, with tech startups and energy startups being so huge that investors don't want to see a business plan anymore. It's boring. It's too long. Um, They just want to see a pitch deck. Well, a pitch deck is only as good as the research and the work that's gone into it, and that can take the form of a business plan really easily. Um, So I argue that even tech and energy startups need business plans, and I know that's a controversial argument, but I'm going to put it out there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, there are things that will make a business plan obsolete and pointless, and that's if you never revise it. So a business plan that's written maybe to get a loan and then just sits in a desk drawer and collects dust forever and you never read it again, yeah, that's an obsolete document. A business plan is no longer the 100-page book that you described in your introduction. (laughs) It's a dynamic document. It's something that's intended to be a tool that you revise often and you revise it with your partners, with your board of directors if you have one, and even with your employees because then they'll really understand where the business is going and how they fit into its future. So for all of those reasons, you can have, you know, a business plan can serve you and it can really serve your, you know, your employees and all the people that are stakeholders uh, in your business. Well, that makes sense. So on that, uh, on that note, you mentioned the pitch deck, you mentioned, you know, it's not a hundred page book anymore. And you actually have a DIY program that teaches people how to write a business plan. So today, mm-hmm. what is, what does the ideal business plan look like? I mean, we've even heard Women 2.0 does a, bu- a business plan or a pitch contest with the, the business plan on the, a napkin. So, yeah. I mean, what does the ideal business plan look like? It really depends on what you're using it for. So are you going for investment, equity investment? Are you going for a business loan? Or is this just something that's internal to you and your staff? So the, the form of a business plan changes really depending on you know, your needs and, and who is going to be reading it. So it doesn't have to be a formal proposal. Um, I tend to still write that way internally to my own company because I just like words and I like to read words and review them. That works for me. Visual learners might prefer a vision board, um, a collage. You know, a business plan can really take any form. Obviously, if you submit a collage to a bank, they're probably going yeah, to Yeah, I really like that. But what would you, I mean, you come in with like your magazine clippings. <laughs> right? Give me money, please. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with starting there. And, and then you have to turn it into the format that people want to read. Well, and I but, like that. So there's a lot of women on chat that are more of a solopreneur. Or they're just getting started or they're, you know, they're just at that point where they're like, okay, I should probably write a business plan. 
So that's a great option saying, okay, just start with, you know, like a little a vision board or a collage that gives you to that, gets you to that point. So I think that's a great idea. Um, not to interrupt you, but I want to make sure that we get through all of them. The, the oh. third point is that there's too much uncertainty. So writing a business plan is pointless. And so that's another point that I saw in the chat that was happening was that, you know, the financial projections, numbers, especially for someone that's creating maybe an informational product or just starting their business. And we really have no idea where all of this is going to happen. Um, why is that? Why is that a myth? Why are we wrong in thinking that? Well, we live in probably some of the most uncertain economic times ever. I, I don't think many people would argue against that. Um, Seth Godin, if you follow his stuff, he calls it the forever recession, that we're in a time now where um, it's up to us as individuals to to innovate, to adapt, um, to refocus, and to to abandon the concept of, of just getting a job in a manufacturing plant and sticking with it for the rest of our lives. Um, why wouldn't you plan for an outcome like that? You know, I mean, you have we have the power today to take business into our own hands. We can start online businesses and service businesses and serve clients all over the world. I have clients in Switzerland and Thailand and Louisiana. They're everywhere. I couldn't do that without the Internet. I also wouldn't be very good at it if I didn't plan for it. You know, we could say the the world is going to end tomorrow. So why should we plan? But most of us really don't believe that the world is going to end tomorrow. It could. It could. But what do we do? We save for retirement anyway. I like that. So, I think most of us are optimists anyway that's here, but it's the point where it's kind of, it's, you know, we have these big visions and we're very excited about it, but it's hard to really, um, hard to put that down on paper, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. But if you have a really strong sense of who your customers are and who you're serving, you're already ahead of 90% of your competition. If you've got a plan and a means to the end rather than just the end in mind, you're going to be ahead of all those other people who are trying to take the same customers. You know, I've actually heard a couple entrepreneurs this week say that, that exact same thing, that how valuable it is to know your customer inside and out, asking them yeah. questions, really looking at that. So I think that's a great point. So number four, your fourth myth is business planning is a waste of time. You're better off taking action. I've actually heard that a few times, too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of our natural instinct, right? We want to jump into taking action right away. We want to do the exciting and the really fun stuff immediately. And the planning is just kind of like boring, right? It's why we never create a will and things like that. It's like, ah, I don't want to address that. But it's if you went out, if you're not a runner and you went out and tried to ride, run a marathon tomorrow without ever having run a mile, you might reach the end eventually, but it's going to hurt. I mean, real bad. It's going to hurt. <laughs> so even though... You may not necessarily need a plan to get to the end. It's probably going to be slower and more painful. Well, that's depressing. <laughs> no, but I, I think that is where I'm at. I'm personally just trying to figure things out. We recently underwent a bit of a pivot within our company, and we're trying to look at, you know, exactly who our ideal client is. And I feel like that's the point where I think a lot of people are at, too, not just myself and that you're trying to figure stuff out and um, it just makes more sense in the long run. Maybe, maybe it does make sense to start a business plan if you're still at that point to be taking action, calling people, testing the waters, and then going back to the business plan. Do you think that would be safe to say or even at that point do you, do you really want to have something solid, some type of clear vision out on paper? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely nothing wrong with experimentation, but that's more tactical than strategic, and the business plan is meant to be strategic. Um, you know, we want to we want to jump into selling right away because we want revenue, 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 right? It's the first thing on our minds a lot when we're starting new companies, especially if we don't have a lot of capital to keep us going while we're growing. Um, but just think, two things can happen. 
one, you try all this marketing and uh, one thing really hits it and goes viral and all of a sudden you don't have the capacity to handle all your customers and you let them down because you didn't plan for that level of interaction or um, that number of buyers. And the other thing and the thing that's more likely to happen is that you put out a bunch of really broad marketing tactics out there into the world and they don't really hit any particular niche so people don't understand what you're about and you just hear crickets. In either case, putting together a really strong plan can, you know, can help mitigate those risks. I like that, especially a number of us are bootstrappers, and so having revenue is incredibly important in order to get to that next point. So I think that's that's great. Now, the fifth point, um, and now we're reaching, we're number five out of all five, so everyone that's watching live, make sure that you chat in your questions so I can hand them over to Jessica. Um, the fifth point, or fifth um, myth, is I don't need financing, so I don't need a business plan. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a there's an idea out there that you don't you only need a plan if you need to obtain financing, but I think if you're a bootstrapper, like we are right ahead, um, I started my company with $170, um, and it hit six figures in its second full year of business. Wow, I would not be there without a plan. <laughs> you know, um, you especially need a plan because if you're trying to grow a business on almost no budget, you you have to be very, very careful where you are spending your money. It takes meticulous planning and a lot of time. So I like to think a business plan is even more important if you have less capital to spend. Um, you could almost compare the business plan to like a GPS. So, you know, here's a story. My boyfriend and I, we go on, a, on an annual road trip throughout the United States. Last year, we didn't take our GPS. We still had a great time. We went 5,200 kilometers, we saw eight states, we did all this amazing stuff, but we wasted a lot of time and a lot of money, lost, and driving around and say, oh, well, this place isn't here. Oh, let's go check this other hotel. Oh, dead end, oh, oh no, 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 no. And we didn't get a chance to enjoy the things that we were there to, to take in as much as we could have maybe if we'd had it. This summer, we took our GPS and we saved hours and hours and hours of time. We got to our destinations quicker. When we ran into a wrong turn, the GPS told us where to go. We always had a reference point, right? Something to go back to. And that's what I see a business plan being. It's that reference point. It saves you both time and money in the end. Nice. I like the comparison to the GPS. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's funny. So what exactly is in a, in a business plan? Since we went through all this, you know, the myths around it, what is it? Well, our, our business plan program takes a little bit different approach um, and we sort of have five major elements that we cover. Um, we, we cover the market and the industry, we cover the people, um, we cover the money and we cover the format um, and everything starts with that ideal customer. So we build that out with all of our clients and build it out in the program and then all the other pieces of the business plan kind of fall into place around it. So what we like to do is flesh out a strong market analysis, something that's statistically backed up but still readable. You know, you don't want to, you're not reading a textbook here, um, but something that really makes it clear who the ideal customer is. And then we talk about, okay, how are we going to reach them? Okay, what's that going to cost? Okay, and then it starts building out the financial section. So then, okay, well, we have X customers, we're gonna grow them by 10% per year, and that, we know that because our research has backed it up. Um, and then you can start to pre project the uh, the financials based on that. Well, and since, and I'm, again, I apologize for interrupting, but a, a good question came in from Jessica on that topic of projecting uh, financials as a service-based business. So you mentioned doing your research. How do you, how do you actually project a financial um, future as a service-based business? 
Well, it's based on a number of things. You want to look at broad industry um, climates. So you're looking at you know basically the the, the large group of customers that you're serving and what are what are their habits, what's happening to them economically. You know, if you're targeting middle class consumers, what's going on? Um, in the United States for, for the middle class. So we, we look at that. Are, is your market in contraction? Is it growing or is it shrinking? And that provides one guideline. If your business is uh, specific to a geographical area, then we can do a statistical count. How many people fit your different target segments? Maybe you have two or three or even four or five. And then we can look at each one of those and say, okay, well, this market's growing, but this market's shrinking. And um, these people have uh, a higher median income, so they're more likely to buy. So we really, we base it a lot on as much statistical data as we can find. Um, but we do compare that to anecdotal evidence as well, news articles and blog posts. And we try to see what what people's behaviors are and how they're trending. There's the trend word. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of how we predict it. You, you can't ever know for sure, but if you can give a logical reason for saying we'll get 25% growth per year, that's usually going to satisfy a lender or an investor. But like you said, it's a living document, so yeah. you can update it after that. Now on that same same note, we have a couple more questions. Um, at I M Cakes is asking, and that question, by the way, was by um, Jessica N Designs, who just recently became. And Jessica, you'll have to correct me on this if I'm wrong. An interior designer. So congratulations to Jessica. Very big deal. Um, now at I M Cakes is asking, what do banks look for in a business plan? Banks mm -hmm. specifically. Okay, so banks are going to, for the most part, follow this order. They'll read your executive summary, which should never be more than one page because otherwise it's boring. <laughs> um, and if they're intrigued by your business idea, they'll flip to your financial section, they'll look at your cash flow. Now, a lot of people who are new at creating financial projections will um, inadvertently leave a cash balance that's less than zero. That can never happen in your business because it shows that you're not able to pay your bills. You don't have enough money in the company. So the banks wanna know that you've thought about that, that you know how much cash you need to continue paying your bills even when revenues are slow. If they're satisfied with that projection, they'll flip back and look at management. And then this is where they want to know about you. So who are you? Why are you qualified? Why have you decided to do this business? And really, they are doing a little bit of a character judgment on you. They want to see if you seem like the type of person who could really make this thing a success. If they're satisfied on all three of those, then they'll probably start looking at your research and saying, OK, well, what's the real market potential here? Because the bank's concern is only to get their money back with interest. So if they have any reason to think that you might not make your loan payment, they probably will not approve your loan. And so the thing that's separate from the business plan that they also want to see is your personal credit situation. So what kind of collateral do you have? What are your assets? Um, and they want to know that for sure. So if you have a good history of paying your bills, you're probably in better shape. Nice. So now um, the next question that we have, and I'm just trying to get th through them to make sure that um, that we answer all of them, at Verve Organics, which has, uh, from what I've heard, amazing body scrubs. You guys will have to check her out. She said that she just started her business this February, and she's flying by the seat of her pants. Mm. <laughs> Who isn't? Um, so, so many connections are being made that my head is spinning. Do I keep going with a compass, or do I put the brakes on and hammer out a business plan? Um, well, I guess it depends on how well you know your your market and who you're trying to sell to. Um, 
the, the feeling of flying by the seat of your pants will probably never go away. That's the real reality of being an entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> but you can kind of tame the beast. Um, it is possible. But if you have a really clear idea of who your target customer is and what they want, then it's a lot easier to create a plan and say, all right, this is how I'm going to serve them. And these are all the things I need to do to, to have the most benefits for them. If you don't have that clarity, then you're probably always going to feel like you're just a hamster on a wheel. Um, so my suggestion is to sit back and look at that, see if, the, if you're really, really clear on exactly who you want to sell to. Um, if you are, then maybe it's just time for a marketing plan for you right now. Maybe a full business plan can come later. Um, but if you're just not sure, then I would sit down and go through our program or go through a template and, and figure out who it is you're really trying to reach because that's really going to help you settle down. Okay, so now you just brought up a whole other thing. So the difference between <laughs> a, a business plan and a marketing yeah. plan are those, and I'm, I'll, you know, we're ending here, but so just quickly, is those are those two different things we should be writing yeah. up, or are they together? What what is that? Um, you can put them together if you if you want to. If you need financing, a business plan is the way to go always. Uh, a marketing plan isn't going to be enough. But um, if you don't need financing and you're just looking to go after a specific group of customers, then a marketing plan can be a great way to do it. And um, you can just put together a simple spreadsheet that, that gives you your return on investment and a couple of targets. Um, a business plan, like I said before, is more strategic. So these are this is going to cover more of the overarching goals and objectives of the business over the next six months to, you know, five or more years, whereas a marketing plan is usually a shorter term. All right. Now, so the last question that we're going to ask is from at Terry J. Moore. She's asking, how much time does a typical business plan take just in terms mm -hmm. of trying to figure out how much time she needs to budget for it? Another um, really great question. Yeah. Again, it depends on who you're going to be submitting it to, but 40 to 100 hours is not uh, unreasonable. Um, you know, we're, we have about eight projects on the go, eight to 12 projects at any given time. And, you know, we're pretty, pretty efficient at them now. So we get most of ours in under 40 hours, but, uh, you know, be prepared to put the time in. If, if someone tells you, you can get your whole business plan done in a weekend and get a loan. I don't think so. You have to, way too much to think about. Well, we had on recently a gin distillery here in the Seattle area called Captive Spirits. I don't know if you've heard of them. No. Um, but they're pretty fantastic. And they, they put together, I don't know if everyone watched this episode or not. If not, you should. Because um, this was kind of on business planning. Her and her and her founders, they went back and forth. They were all doing long distance for some time writing this business plan. And with the business plan, they got money to start a business. And so that's, I mean, I think if it's worth something, if someone's gonna give you money just for that like stack of paper, that idea, it's not even something you're putting into practice, then it's something worth putting time and money and energy into. So with that being said, you were saying that you're working with you know eight to 10 clients on doing this and we've seen your portfolio, we showed it a couple times, <coughs> where you're working with businesses to get their brick and mortars up. Uh, starting business, um, writing business plans for them, etc. But uh, you also offer this DIY option. Yeah. So what what is that? And will that save us time? And will that get us the more likelihood to get financing? <laughs> I believe that if you sit down and work your way through this program, we even provide a calendar in there to help you set your, your time objectives, um, that you can have your whole business plan done and ready for, to submit for financing in 30 days or less. And that's why 
when you buy the program, you actually get 30 days of email support from either myself or Celeste um, because we know you're going to have questions or you might not understand how a certain concept applies to your business and we want to make sure that you succeed. So if you buy the program, all you have to do is email us and we'll try to answer your questions for you. Um, So that's why it's a really cool program. And um, actually, I'm going to put the, because this is the best I can do is like put a sticky, yeah, Right there, it's probably backwards. Idea to open dot com. Oh, we have it on the lower third. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I put it there because I wanted people to get the discount code. I didn't tell you oh. this, Jen. But uh, if people are going to buy it, and this will be good for the next 48 hours, if they log on to that website now and they enter the word ambitious on checkout, they'll get $30 off. So that makes the program only 67 bucks. Crazy deal. Oh my gosh, $67 and we get to email you with questions? Mm-hmm. You better be careful because we've got, <laughs> <laughs> we're very, very ambitious YFEs here. And so expect and some And the inbox. program is, yeah, the program's not meant to be just a template that you fill in because you can get a lot of those for free. Um, Score Association, for example, has some great templates that you can work with. Um, but this program is, is asking you the hard questions. It's um, making you really think about your target market in a way that you probably haven't before and um, teaching you some of the ways to think like a business owner so that instead of just jumping on the latest marketing tactic or social media craze, you're thinking, does it strategically fit with what I'm trying to do with my company? And so I love those that. Are kind of the ideas Things that us. make yeah. you question your assumptions, I think, are worth so much because, I mean, that's so, exactly... Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of us that assume that someone would want to buy this and then we get out there, we put it out there and nobody buys it. And then you just wish somebody would have come back and been like, hello, think about if someone's going to want to pay you money for this. So anyway, um, Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for breaking down the five myths and teaching us a little bit about business planning. Um, Now, again, just if you can go over one more time where we can find you on maybe like Twitter or Facebook and then just talk once more about the, 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 um, the discount code too. Yeah, sure. So on Twitter, you can follow me at right ahead. Um, you can also follow at Jess underscore Omen, but uh, I don't tweet there very often. At Right Ahead is the way to go. Or Facebook.com slash Right Ahead. Uh, you can check out our homepage and our portfolio at rightahead.ca. Um, and you can, it does link to our DIY program there, but idea two, that's the number two open.com is the place to go if you're really interested in checking out that DIY program and uh, yeah we'll do we'll do uh, $30 off with the code ambitious for 48 hours so that's going to expire on uh, August 3rd at 7 p.m. Awesome thank you so much Jessica I really appreciate it and so nice to talk to you too. (laughs) That was really fun. (laughs) All right well thank you so everyone we've been watching Jessica Jessica Omen of writeahead.ca. And again, make sure that you check it out, um, especially since she gave us all that discount code. That's so sweet of her. Um, it's a great program. I, t- I checked it out today. And uh, so if business planning is something that you expect to do on your horizon or something you're interested in doing today, um, again, it was idea to, can we put that one more time in the lower third? <clears throat> idea to, he's putting it up there. Idea to open, number two, open.com. So, um, you've been watching Young Female Entrepreneurs, a live show that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Make sure to show up next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. If you have questions about where to go, 
If you go to TicketCake.com, you can find um, upcoming events there. Jacqueline Jensen, of course, of YFE Vegas Tech. She's a COO there. Such an awesome resource. And Jacqueline, make sure that you share or you follow her too. Um, again, join Bootstrap Book Club and check out our action calendar at yfe.me forward slash action calendar or just at youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube um, and, uh, and comment, share with your friends. Uh, YFE is so much fun. I'm really enjoying connecting with all of you. If I send out an email newsletter um, through our, our MailDit newsletter and I ask for feedback or if I send it from jay at youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com, always feel free to reply back and tell me what's going on in your life. Thank you all so much for showing up. Big shout out to at Verve Organics. Everyone's in there talking about her body scrubs. So must be an incredible product. And big, big congrats again to at the Stacey Harris. I'm sorry, I've been sick for like a month. <coughs> <coughs> so attractive. I'm sorry for coughing on air. But at the Stacey Harris, can you chat in one more time what your address is for that program? I want to make sure everyone knows about it. <coughs> oh, here it is. It's Rockstar Marketing, a Rockstar Guide of um, to Facebook. Oh, no, gosh, I messed it up. <coughs> Real classy ending to the live show. Rockstar Guide to Facebookmarketing.com. Congrats again, Stacey. Oh, so cool. So, everyone, thank you so much for showing up live again. Thank you to our guest, Jessica Oman. Hopefully, I'll see you again next Wednesday and Thursday for more live webcasts with YFE for networking, fun, and information.